Welcome to Comfortably Uncomfortable, not another running story. Thanks for joining us. We don't do small talk here. When we get outside and slightly uncomfortable, we get real, and we aim to continue these conversations here on this podcast. My name is Megan Fanning. I'm the owner of Zendurance Now Coaching, and I'm joined by Sean Meehan, one of our coaches. Let's talk, let's get uncomfortable, and let's see where the conversation goes. The information in this podcast represents the views and opinions of Zendurance Now Coaching. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical or psychological advice or treatment. We may be right, we may be wrong. Either way, be a solid human. If you're thinking about making questionable decisions, please seek out an appropriate professional. Hi, Meg. Good morning, Mr. Sean. How are you, dear? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Uh, I probably need your guru guidance at some point. It's It's been a rough week, but you know, I, I do what you say. And if I do what you say, um, then my life is going to be great. It's uh, the way it is. Well, today yeah. we have a very special guest on the podcast. Uh, we have we do. One, we do. We have one Mr. Vinny Capadora. Is, um, <laughs> the, um, I'm, so I met, let's preface this, I met Vinny um he was putting on laurel highlands i think uh him and some of his uh his cohorts took over laurel highlands um 70 mile race in pennsylvania and it was one of the only races that ended up going off in the first year of our awesome pandemic of covid they 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 got they got it all squared away they pushed the date from springtime to the fall and i'll be honest I wish you guys ran it in the fall every year because it was a super, super pretty time of year to run that race. Um, so, hi, Vinny. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Hey, Vinny. It's nice awesome. to meet you. And yeah. I have to say, Sean and I are very particular about races and race directors. Um, and after Sean did Laurel Highlands, I, I remember, Sean, you raved about the race you raved about the organization. You raved about the old school feel, which both of us really like. Both of us really like that. Like we like to know the race director. We like to know the volunteer. You know, we just like that, like that sort of, you know, community feeling. But yeah, Sean, Sean raved about, Sean raved about that for a long time. So. <laughs> awesome. That's good to hear. It's uh, especially now, I mean, and not to like, you know, trash talk other race directors and stuff, but there's a lot of prices going up. There's a lot of sponsor dollars getting thrown around. There's UTMB, there's Ironman, there's all that stuff that's getting in there. And it's, it's, it's increasingly harder to keep that vibe, I think, because mm -hmm. you, you want to, but then on the same token, you, you know, you see all this big draw. I mean, I spoke to somebody at our race last weekend that, you know, it, it was his first 50 miler and he's signed up for something else in like two weeks. I forget what it was because he wants those UTM beach stones. And I was like, dude, man, like that's, that's awesome. But also like, you know, feel around. There's a lot of other really cool events out there that aren't aligned with those big companies and not saying not to do them, but um, there's a lot to see out there. Yeah. And I think at least I got into, I got into ultra running from triathlon just because it it provided a community it provided a home that i wasn't getting from the triathlon world so yep. i really do seek out the it's not even it's not the size of the race it's just it, it's like i want it to feel small even even yep. if there's even if there's a big group 
Yeah, 100%. You want to know the RD. You want to, like, talk to people. You want to see stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think I think that can be done in, in large groups. I mean, I just ran um, Oil Creek last year. Mm-hmm. And it was the same, same thing. Like, it felt like a small town race. But, I mean, you rolled into the aid station. There were, like, 20 by 20 tents filled with literal, like, trays of bacon. Like, just, like, <laughs> whole big trays. They had cheeseburgers. They had, I mean, it, it was probably the most not only staffed but also like so staffed and stocked aid stations i've ever seen and they were just wild and but it it same thing it was just it it felt small and it felt like a community so it was awesome well it's going to be real interesting to see what happens with um with like grindstone right grindstone i ran so i ran grindstone last year um and clark puts on a great race like it's a real community race like the the Boy Scout camp is out there supporting. That's like where it starts. It'll be interesting to see how that's transformed yeah. with UTMB and with the Iron Man branding of it, right? Like, is it still going to feel the same? I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's the, from the people that I know that have run UTMB, right? Like, there's still, even though it's a giant freaking race in the Alps, like, there's still kind of that community feel that exists around the race. Now, I don't know how that'll translate into into a, a different like american racing and europe racing are much different so sure. um but i'll be i'll be interested to see how that shakes out this year i mean yeah. you guys you guys with laurel highlands went through like a whole, whole <laughs> big big debacle over the whole like ultra ultra sign up thing right because like yeah. so with like to like preface that like yeah. laurel highlands for years and i mean from the beginning of time right like essentially had a mail-in Yep. Um, registration. You would like sign up on this like registration. I love that. I love like, that with it with a check <laughs> and mail it in. Yep. And if your check got cashed, that's how you knew you were in the race. Like, yeah, the long and short of it, right? And then you guys w- was it last year that it all swapped over to uh, ultra sign up, or was it was this year the first year? Uh, might have been last year, actually. Yeah, it was pre. Yeah, it was last year when we went over to Ultra Sign Up. Last year we did a lot of. This year we did something different. Yeah, and it was like what? And yeah, we. It, so I, I, and I mean, and the the idea behind that was so so the so just to kind of give like a, a a painting of what Vinny does and that my wife and I have happily running where we put on about six or seven races a year, and then I. Uh, her and I also help out a local club, and we put on another really old ultra called um, Finger Lakes 50s, mm-hmm. which is yep. up here. Um, and then uh, a friend of mine that I've worked with for years, uh, we worked together at Spartan and then put on some other stuff, like some local triathlons and whatnot together. Um, him, myself, and then another dude who's a friend of ours took on Laurel Highlands as as an entity. Um, and our first piece of it was like, what do we want to do with this race? And and not that like either of us aren't, but we also see that ultra running has is really like older white dudes. And that's really what it's been for so long. And and we really wanted to try and make it be a little bit more inclusive. And that was kind of our first step to it. Like I'm 43. I don't even know where my checkbook is. I don't use a checkbook. I don't have it. I mean, I've, I've written a few checks and like we write, write checks for the business and stuff, but, I don't write checks personally. So we kind of were like, this race either needs to change that or it's going to go extinct. Like it's it, like, it, it's not going to have, we needed to change something with it. So the lotto was kind of our first, you know, idea and people kind of flipped at that. And I think they just flipped at the idea that 
a lotto was, right? Like not what we were doing, but the fact that it was turning into this potentially larger thing like Western or, you know, something else that has a big lotto. And that wasn't our, our reasoning for it. Our reasoning for it was much the same as when you mailed in that check, you didn't know what position you were in. You could have been right. the first person that got that check there, or you could have been the last person. We, you had no idea. And that was really all we wanted to do. We just wanted to keep that same sort of like, you know, like mystery behind what it was. And that's the only thing that ultra signup offered was just a wait list. Like we couldn't do anything other than that. Right. Um, and, and we, we got lit up for it. <laughs> I know it was, I, it, which, which is like, it doesn't like, so being as I, I, I met and interacted with you guys like that fall. Um, yeah. And it, right. You, and it was the first time you guys had put it on and, all that work that I know that you guys had to do to like get that to happen, like all the permitting and all that stuff and like the health and safety precautions and, you know, all because in that time, like I said, you were one of the few ultra races that like went off. I didn't get, so it was in it's a Western States qualifier. So it's always like a popular race. It's not a hundred miler. So it's a popular race because it's like a Western States qualifier. That's a less than a hundred miles. Right. Like, yeah, um, it's a point to point race. It's it, and so it's all it's always very popular race, right? Like, yeah. um, and people are very stagnant in their ways. And so my first interaction with you guys, and when you decided to make that move, and I don't know how well it was explained that it was like to make it more accessible to other people. I think that's like the hard part is like the way you explain it, right? Like you, you're like, I don't have a checkbook. Like I like, yeah. Like I want it to be accessible to a whole bunch of other people. And I think sometimes that when you miss that messaging, that it comes off and people lose their minds for, for no reason whatsoever. Um, yeah. But like, like I said, everything that I've seen you guys do with the race, the way you took care of that race that year um, and everything else, like it's, I, I, you guys give a shit and that's important, <laughs> right? Like, and that's that and, and like, and that's, and that's, and that's, and your other races like that you directly deal with like beast of bird and um tesla hertz and i know you took over virgil crest this year which is why i invited you on here in the first place um yeah. is um and like has your ambassadors of this ambassadors of the sport um using my yeah. air quotes um i know that you guys actually give a shit and so that's like that's more yeah. important than the Matters. medium at yeah. which you get everyone to be a part of yeah, 100%. And I think that's, you know, that that's, that's the thing. And I mean, and, and the putting on the race and, and doing those things are, are actually, I mean, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's something that we enjoy. So it, it doesn't seem like a tremendous amount of work like the, and, and trying to troubleshoot that stuff, you know, Dan and I, um, for Laurel Highlands, him and I have been doing this stuff for so long, we've put on we've had, I mean, I, I put on a race, I, I worked for Spartan for a long time. And, and I put on a race um, at the army base right across from NORAD. And they had like weather things out there. There was lightning storms, tornadoes. We had to shut down the race like three times in the middle of it. I literally had nine radios in front of me. I had like the staff radio, my radio, and then I had each one of our zone leaders. Like it, it was crazy. But so we've done bananas stuff before like that. So in all honesty, COVID wasn't terrible. It was just getting the buy-in from 
the entities that didn't want you to have it, right? The parks and stuff like that. So it was really like, hey, man, like, it's just going to be a bunch of people in the woods. It's not going to be like, you know, we knew that COVID wasn't, at that point, at least, we knew that it wasn't terrible to have, you know, while you were running around and, and that you could wasn't contagious while you're out there and all those things. So we did a bunch of stuff. And thankfully, that community and especially the parks is really heavily invested. Um, and And that's, you know, one of the big things because I mean, we donate a ton of money to them too. Right. Like, and, and I think to your point, that's another thing that we didn't really like, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's me personally, or, or maybe it's just a combined of the three of us. Like we don't feel the need to over explain ourselves like, Hey, this is what we're doing. And this is kind of why we wanted to do it. But then people started taking shots at the fact that, you know, we were a for-profit entity. The guys who did it before were for-profit too. It wasn't like we were like, they weren't, you know, we did all there, the same why thing. is there a problem with that? Why is there a problem that you make money from, from something that you do? I, I see yeah. nothing wrong with that. And if you were oh. making a profit at the expense of, of runners or the parks or whatever, then, okay, then that's a different issue, but you should have a job that you enjoy that allows you to make a living. No yeah, problem with that. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. I, I think it's, we. I think it's, I, I think there's a balance, right? I mean, so, you know, I won't, you know, again, go into it too much, but there are some RDs out there that are like, like that, yes. that ticket price is pretty darn high. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there, you know, there are other IDs out there who like. There's a oh, what the heck's the name? Of it? I just signed up for it too. Oh, Ghost Train, right? Like oh, I don't yeah, know if you I've done it. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, but it's like a fifty dollar entry fee. You bring mm-hmm. some food. They've got all this stuff, so they're doing awesome things too. So I think there's both, and I and I think you know, like to what you're saying, you can have one where you have races, and it depends on what you want to support. If you want to pay, you know, a thousand dollars for a a race and you can, and they're giving you what you consider a thousand dollars worth of stuff, um, then do it. I mean, you know, Sean, I don't know. You've, you've run Virgil Crest before. Have you run Ian's races before? And his tickets are not cheap, but you get an awesome race. You get somebody who really cares about their race, and you get some really dope swag when you do when you do their races. So it, it it's fine. Like I look at it, and I'm like, no, that's that's a, a fair price for that race. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he makes money at it. So there, there's I don't know. I, I think you're right. There's there's no reason to it. I just think people had a not a I don't want to say a misunderstanding, but I think they thought that you know like Laurel Highlands was this you know this this charitable agency or whatever it was that they were doing. And not that, again, like we still donate a ton of money to the parks. Like that's, you know, I mean, all of our races we put back into whatever trail we're using, we do something for them. So I don't know. I think as long as everybody gets happy and the trail and the nature isn't getting, you know, destroyed, I don't, I don't see a harm in everybody making a bit of money on it. In all honesty with like, with Laurel specifically, there is not, I mean, there's just in in that community, there's just not a ton, right? Like you bring <laughs> you bring you bring the 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 you know three to probably five hundred total people into that community between like the the full race, the fifty k, the relay, and you bring those people into that community for that weekend, yeah. and that's like that's a good injection of cash into that like. I would say, right? It's, it's Johnstown, is right, like the the area, right? Like, and it's yeah. Well, that's where the start and finish. Well, that's right. where the finish is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's not like a, that's a pretty rough place to to I think to have lived. It's an old mining town that's yeah. really shut down. It's like a lot of where I grew up in, and like with mill towns yeah. and stuff. 
Um, and so like, that's a benefit to the whole community there too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you do that, right. I mean, like, and like you said, there's, there's a couple hundred people plus there's, you know, the, the spectators that come out, there's friends and family, they stay for the weekend, they do stuff like that. So I, I think, yeah, it is, it, it really is. It does a lot more than people really think. And, and I think there's a lot there that people can, you know, can appreciate and and, I, and, I, and they did. And, you know, and there's folks like yourself. And when I ran Oil Creek, I ran with a bunch of people who had run Laurel Highlands or who knew of me from running Laurel Highlands while we were chatting about it. And most of them were all like, hey, I was, it was fine. There was, it was just always those loudmouths who like feel like speaking up. And it was great because there were a bunch of people who reached out um, to me personally and along with the group and we're like, Hey, you know, like you're, this is fine. It's not that big of a deal. You know, don't listen to those three people who are just screaming the entire time. So. Right now. So let's, let's oh. back up for just oh. a second. If, <laughs> yeah. if, uh, how Vinny, how did you get, how did you get into this? So I know a little bit about you. You're married, you have kids. Yep. How did, how did you get into this weird world that, um, that we're all in? So it started, I mean, I think it's really, you know, I jokingly say it's like that, like stereotypical story where, you know, I, I ran in high school, I ran cross country, um, somewhere right at the end of high school, I found cigarettes and drugs in the band and then just rocked that for a bunch of years and stopped running. Um, and then I got married and had a daughter and the, when I got divorced after a little while, I was like just sitting there hanging out and I was still smoking at the time. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know if either of you ever smoked, but, or seen somebody do that thing where you like take your cigarette out of your mouth and like hold it away and blow the smoke up into the air. So that way it doesn't go near your chick kid. Who's like trying to talk to you at a moment. And for whatever reason in that literal moment, standing at my parents stoop while I was, you know, playing with my daughter, I was like, I don't want to do this. And that was kind of it. I decided to stop smoking. Um, I actually stopped smoking on black Friday. Um, and cause I was working in retail at the time and I stopped smoking that day. And then I was like, man, I need to get back to running. So I started running. Um, my cousin had just signed up for team and training to run a marathon in San Diego. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me do that. Cause if I raise money and then whatever, I'll be bought into it. So I have to, um, did that. And along the way met my wife now, Nicole, um, and her and I, you know, just kept running. I found actually Virgil Crest where, um, I read some article about a hundred mile race. And I was like, this is probably like, this just seems wild. And it wasn't even like the distance. It was just what he was talking about. He made it sound like he was like running over. There were people like making out on the trail and he had to like jump over them, <laughs> like, which I've never seen, but like, it I sounded seen that either. exactly right. Um, Not yet. So it sounded, anyway. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine like, even if you were with your partner, like stopping and running at like the nighttime in the middle of a hundred mile race and like being romantic and like cover that. Not, not at all. No, no, that's not, yeah, no. <laughs> like, I mean, I love my wife, but like, that's not the time I'd want to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah. So Especially then when you haven't, when you haven't brushed your teeth and stuff, you right, know how yeah, gross that, your mouth gets from, Oh exactly. yeah. Okay. Anyway, no. I digress. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so somewhere along there, um, I had gotten laid off from an IT job and, um, I was, I found this Alan Watts video where he talks about um, doing the thing that you enjoy and the money will come. Right. So it's not about like trying to find the money. It's about doing the thing. And his, his example is if you love riding horses, ride horses. And, you know, sooner or later people ask you for either horse lessons or they'll teach you, you know, they'll ask you to take care of their horse or whatever it is. And you may not ride a horse for a living, but you'll be surrounded by what you love 
making money. Um, so we then started a timing company down on Long Island um, to do that. Actually, sorry, back up. So I went into Virgil Crest. I signed up for a 50 mile and DNF'd at mile like 26 or whatever it was. And like, that was just, I fell in love with it at that point. Cause I was like, this is not like something that you could just kind of wing. This is, you can get your ass handed to you at some of these races. Um, so we started the timing company. And then after a little while, we moved off of Long Island to right outside of Ithaca and didn't really want to take the timing company with us. Not that we still don't time, we still do, but we just don't push it as hard because it's a lot of work and stress. And now with technology, the way that it is, folks don't really, I don't want to say they don't appreciate it, but they don't have the same, you know, like it costs like a thousand dollars plus just to time a race, even if it's like a hundred people. So people don't look at it. They're like, Oh, my 16 year old can write down numbers or I, there's this app that I can download and punch in numbers and they're not wrong. So it's kind of a hard sell. So we bought the gear. The gear is probably paid for itself by now. We time some friends' races. We, you know, time our own races and then just go from there. Well, I think when you guys did Laurel, right, it was the first time that you guys, I think that Laurel used an official timing system where you had. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, it was when I ran it in the first time. Yep. It was 2016, I think. Yep. They used stopwatch. Started at the yeah. time and everyone mm-hmm. went off and that was it. Yep. And, yeah, I think the so if you ran it in October, I think we had the timing gear set yeah, up at that you point. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the only reason that we did that was because it was it was waves, so yeah. it's much easier to like as much as you know you you were assigned a wave. Tons of people aren't going to stick to that, and it's easier to reconcile that if I just know every time somebody actually crossed the start net. Um, so we did that. We got rid of that. We started using open split timing because that is just a, an amazing app that dude Mark made. And it's just, it's fantastic. It's really wild. Um, but I don't know. So that was really it. And then we, after that, we, we did that. And now we just started putting on some of our own races. The first race that we put on was kind of a little, I don't want to say vindictive, but we were, we didn't, we didn't see what we liked around the area. And we were kind of like, we can put something on that's better than this for, you know, a cheaper price than the folks are doing around. And we did. And that race is, this is going to be our 11th year doing that race now. And what Which race, race was that? That's, that's Tesla Hertz. Okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, 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 how, I, and how far, where is it? So that's in Rocky Point. It's a 10 and a half mile loop. Um, we now do a 10 mile uh, and then we do a we do a 10 mile, a 50k, 50 mile, 100k, 100 mile, and 150 mile. And then there's also a 10 mile nighttime too. Nice. The 10 yeah. mile nighttime sounds really good. There, I when when people are new to ultras, that's often a big hurdle that they have to get over. Is how do I run at night? And yep. I remember when I first, what I would do is I would just go out at night by myself. I mean, and yeah. really just get used to it and try different lights and try different. I mean, yeah. it, it's not as bad as it seems. It really, it, it really isn't. I always think there's more that can probably happen to you during the day on the yeah. side of the road than at night on a trail. At least that's my opinion, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't disagree. I think folks get, you know, get, get scared. I mean, one of the things that I've, I've, you know, I guess kind of noticed and, and realized over the past decade of being married to Nicole is that that it, that's a real fear for a lot of women too. And it's not something that, you know, you, you kind of realize as a guy, I mean, I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. not saying that like, I don't go into the woods and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm still, you know, like slightly nervous about things, but I just don't have that inherent fear all about that kind of thing. And I think, um, 
that was one of the reasons that we did it. We we're like, this would be cool. Like we're out here and, you know, people, you know, don't know how to run at night or they're, you know, they're worried about it or whatever it is. And at least this way being on a trail and, and in long Island, it, it really is like this, like only pocket of trail where you cross a road and that's the only time you're not on a trail. Um, every other time we call it like 99.9% trail because you literally just cross a two lane road, um, twice. And then the rest of the time you're on a trail and folks, you know, enjoy it. And you really feel like you're just in the middle of the wood. You don't feel like you're on Long Island. It's pretty cool. So what was, what was the driving factor for the Tesla Hertz run? Like you said, there was some things that you didn't see in races that you wanted and what, what, what were those? So that all out at the time, like 12 years ago, there weren't a lot of ultras. Bus was a great company that's out there, the Broadway Ultra Society, which I think now they're, they just wrapped it up this year. They're not really doing much, but they did a lot of like time races and road races, um, stuff like that. And then another company down there called Glurk wasn't really, they did a couple of ultras. They do the 50K um, championship uh, called Comset. Um, but even that was like a, fifth, a 5K uh loop that you did 10 times and it was just on a road for the most part so and then like we'd go there and and there would be like gatorade there wouldn't even really be many gels there like wouldn't be like all the things that we had seen at other ultras um and then in that area really the only thing that was happening was like new jersey trail and ultra set uh series like all the stuff that they did um but anybody on long out it was just pain in the neck to go to Jersey because you had to like, you know, travel however long you have to travel and do all that stuff. So we were kind of like, we can do this here. Um, so I reached out to the trail company, uh, to the president of the trail. And he was like, I've got the perfect spot for you. Him and I went on a run. We did it. I'm like, this is perfect. You literally like, there's like this clearing in the middle of the woods where we set everything up. And then it's just an awesome loop, um, that we, you know, have two aid stations on. And the race itself is not super technical, right? not not super not super steep or anything like that but it it's not flat and it's not free no and it grinds on you yeah we so it's funny so grindstone was it grindstone yeah grindstone um had their first or second year the same year that we had our first year i forget what it was um and they it was a year i don't know if you guys remember this where the national parks closed um like the federal government shut down or whatever it was and we had a bunch of people reach out to us and be like, hey, you guys, this is the same weekend. We had been pr- training for this 100-mile race. Can we come and can we do it? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. The only catch is we might not have a buckle for you at the end, you know, because we were only allocating for this amount of people. So we let – it had to be like seven or eight of them in, um, and every one of them dropped because they it's – a, it's a different beast. It's, it's not – it's not what most people think it is. And then because it's in such a small, uh, I guess like square footage where you have to make up that 10 mile loop, there's a lot of waving around. So it just grinds on your IT bands and your, you know, and your hip flexors and stuff like that. And it's just not something people really realize. Um, they go into it thinking it's long Island, so it's going to be, you know, flat and easy. And then, you know, you're doing that for so long, you don't ever get to tune out. So like you can't, you know, like when you're running on like a long road and then you just kind of like, you know, like come to after a little bit of like being in your thoughts and you're half a mile down the road, that's, you can't do that because you have to constantly be paying attention to where you are. Plus the whole loop thing where like you can, you know, like every 10 miles, you can be like, you know what, um, that's my car's right there. I'm out of here. So I know those are my favorite races. I like the, I like loop races because you don't have to carry a lot. And 
as long as you have it in your mind exactly what you're going to do when the, you know, when you hit the end of the loop, just don't stop. That's yeah. it. Just, just, just don't stop. Just get what you need and keep moving. Cause if, yeah, if you stop, that's a whole nother, yeah. you know, a whole nother issue. But yeah, just, I, I love those races and they're great to train for yeah. because I would, I would just set up my car at a certain spot and I would pretend that was like my aid station, yeah. grab what I need out of the car and just keep going. Yeah. Yep. I've actually had two friends drop from Tesla Hertz race, both the yeah. both of them. And I think it's like you said, it's the loop race, right? Like the I'm here, I'm done. Like I don't have to, I don't have to go out again. Like right. well, like if you're if you're in a 50 mile race, I mean you can quit like at any time in almost any race. Sure. But if you're if you're like on the backside of a 50 mile race, you're like, well, I'm gonna have to like wait here at this aid station for like an hour or whatever until yeah. I can get back. I might as well just see what happens in the next next hour, like when yep. I get to the next aid station, and then you can play that game for a while until you feel better. But like yep. in a ten in a ten mile loop, you're like, I don't feel good now. I'm just done. Yeah, you pull you pull that. But bib Sean, early. that goes back to the training specificity that we've been talking about <laughs> for the past few episodes. Notice I just said it right. But if you're training for that kind of race, you have to plan for that kind of grind. And that's why when I trained for those races, I would set my car up, yep. you know, at the, at the loop and just repeat, 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 you get used to it. But if somebody, yep. if you don't train like that and you know, it gets, well, it gets think, a lot harder. I think yep. the, the other side of that is too, like with not just, I mean, why are you really out there? Like, no one. It's like it's like no one gives a shit that you run ultras, right? Like, so like, what are you no. doing out here, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah, and and I mean that's a that's an awesome point, right? Because like it, it like it's one of those things, especially like in in the bulk of our community, right? Like you go out and you do this thing, and you're surrounded by these people who are also doing it, and it's just this like this epic weekend that you have where you you know you you all show up on Friday night if you can, and then everybody kind of camps out and, and you know talks and hangs out, and then you know Saturday morning everybody gets up nice and early, and everybody goes through this like massive you know up and down and roller coaster of emotions and feelings and pain and all this stuff, and then you walk out of it with this like little buckle and the fact that you can play and then you go to the friggin' office on monday morning and sit down and like nobody gives a shit like that like you didn't do anything special to anybody right like and not that you didn't you did something fucking awesome in my opinion like 100 miles is still 100 miles you were on your feet for 30 hours sometimes or however long you were doing it and like the elevation and all that stuff but it is, it's, it's really like, you've got to want to do it. And if you don't really want to do it, that's going to come through, especially in, in races like that. Like it's going to come out. And and that's what I love about it is because it's, it really isn't. And I think that's what I've always loved about running is that no matter what, no matter what team you're on, no matter what race you're doing, it's you. And that's, that's it. And, and you're the one who's got to dig deep. And if you don't, that's okay. But it's, you're the only one who really have to prove yourself to. I think that, Vinny, you just articulated why we do ultras probably better than we have in this entire podcast. I mean, Sean, don't you think that just, like, nailed it? That's it. Yeah. I mean, nobody nobody gives a shit. And if they do, they're just asking us questions like, well, do you go to the bathroom? Do you <laughs> what, do you, what do you eat? That's, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much, wait a minute, you did all that in one day? That's That's yeah. it. And then, well, and then they just, and then they just think you're crazy and shake their head and, and walk away. 
that's right. it. Well, they, they, they can't comprehend, right? Like if you've no. never run, if you've never run a marathon, people can't comp- comprehend what a hundred, like even if you've run a marathon to compliment, comp- or comprehend what a hundred miler is, is like yeah. beyond that, right? And most people haven't run a marathon, so they have little to no frame of reference for whatever. So it's, it's anything, anything above like 10 miles to them is insane, right? You know, yeah. it's like trying to conceptualize like a, a significant amount of money, right? Like when like, I mean, and not that it's, it's the equivalent, but like when you try and like go like, all right, cool, I could figure out what like 50 grand is, 100 grand is or like even a million dollars. But when somebody tries to like talk about like a billion, you're like, that's just like, I don't, I don't know what it is. And it's those steps that, you know, it is like there's people that I've talked to that like, you know, a marathon versus 100 miles. It's just as just as crazy. You're like, I mean, they're definitely hard for different people at different times but they're they're different so and that's the other thing so tesla is not just and and i always forget to say this tesla isn't just 100 miles uh being that each loop is 10 and a half miles the 100 mile is actually four marathons in a row um so it is it's 104.8 miles and then the same thing with the 150 it's actually 157 point something so it's it's a lot yeah and now you do you put on several other races beast of burden winter and yep. summer right yep um and yeah what else yeah give us give couple, us a list couple, of your races couple yeah. shorter so, races yeah so beast of burden was uh we actually got um hooked up with a friend who said that it was uh it's last year was right after covid um well i mean not that after covid but you know when things were picking back up and stuff like that and um and he had said that it was going away and we know so many people that were doing it that we reached out to the old RDs and we were like, Hey man, like maybe this race shouldn't go away. So we worked something out to take that race over. Um, and then, so that's in the winter in the summer. We also do, um, we took over Virgil Crest now water gap also from Ian. And then we do another one called shore to shore, which is a 50 K also on long Island that literally starts. Um, we don't do it. But it can start in the sand um, on the North Shore and finishes in the sand on the South Shore. Um, so they finish relatively, start and finish relatively close. Um, but what we do, and this was actually my 17-year-old daughter's idea, um, we fill up sand from the North Shore, and then we have a big bucket on this when you finish that's got spoons in it and stuff from sand on the South Shore. And we give you the bucket filled with the it's halfway filled with the sand from the North Shore, and then you go and you finish by filling up your bottle of sand <laughs> with sand from the South shore. So now you have sand from both sides. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It's a little neat. It's kind of cool. I mean, obviously we do like other stuff like metals and stuff, but that's your, that's your finishers award. Now, is there a super secret race? that's going to happen in October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a super that's... secret race that you're going to put on our podcast and tell everybody about. <laughs> uh, well, so, I don't know. <laughs> No, yeah, man. We're, so we're we're planning on hopefully. I I, I kind of wanted to open up the registration earlier, but um, wanted to get a couple of other details locked down. Um, but so where Tesla starts is actually the start of uh, what they call a Palmanoc Path, and that is a 126 mile run from Rocky Point to Montauk Point, and it finishes right near the lighthouse. Um, so the plan is is to do that as a full race. So 200k um, straight out. Right on. Nice. 
Yeah, so we'll see. We got um, luckily we've been we've been chatting with uh, Kim Levinsky from Sasquad, um, and she's coming out to shore to shore to Rocket Aid Station. So if we can get her to help out with some of the other stuff and um, maybe just some other local folks, I mean it's just a big pull because it would be a point to point. But hopefully we can get enough people in the first year that kind of just like understand that it's just a trial run, and you know the aid stations might be a little bit more spaced out than typical or whatever. But um, we've got most of it locked down. Just need to finish a couple other details. Hopefully by March. So I don't know if we'll get a big pull with that much, you know, being that it's not that long. But there's not a lot going on in November, so we'll see. Right. Right. Yeah. Now I have questions about Virgil since you've taken over (laughs) Virgil. Yeah, how about it? Okay, so. Yeah. Um, well, wait, before we start, let's, let's just give, <laughs> no, no, we, somebody, we got to give the background of where and yeah. when and what Virgil is for people yeah. that have never heard of it. So let's do that and then yeah. go ahead with your questions just so people know what we're talking about. So Virgil, in my opinion, along with many other people's opinion, is probably the toughest race on the East Coast. I, I, I think it is hands down. Um, I mean, you know, something like Barkley aside, right? But. I think it's, 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 it, in its previous years, it was, it was gnarly and it was really an amazing event that just, so upstate New York has obviously like, you know, like the Adirondacks and, you know, Catskills and stuff like that. And over near Ithaca, there's just this little pocket of just really gnarly running and and really good running. And, And this was one of them. And for us, it was the first race, like I said, that I ran, I DNF'd and made me fall in love with trail running in general. Um, so it's in Cortland. It's right by Greek Peak Ski Resort. Um, it starts and finish at the resort now. Um, and it, it just, it's it's a great race that is, there's a bunch of different options now, but it, it goes up and down ski slopes. It's uh, the 100 mile has roughly 22, 24,000 feet of elevation in it. So it's it's not easy. Um, and, uh, it started, went on for a bunch of years. The first year it was called Iroquois trail racing. And then I think maybe the second or third year Ian changed it to Virgil crest, um, because there's a mountain named Virgil. And then, um, after that, the, one of the cool things is, is that every single year it's changed a little bit. It has this like little different iteration to it. Um, Ian has always tried to take care and listen to people. Um, but inevitably also screws them while he does it so i don't think it was like any he didn't do it intentionally he's not like a sadistic kind of guy he was just trying to do something nice so like for instance like the ski slope is you know a a ski slope so it's just bare on hot days just suck so one year it was terrible like i remember going up it and going down it it was just hot so he was like, hey, I'm going to try and like cut the ski slope a little bit and tuck into the woods and go up this other thing. And then you'll have a little bit of shade during that climb. And the year that he did that, it just opened and poured. And you're like hands and feet and knees on this like gnarly ski slope. You couldn't stay up. Like it was just it was terrible. Um, and then there's a joke that it never rains at Virgil because it always rains there. Um, but so anyway, so we took it, it off. Rained yeah. when I, it rained when I was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it just does. Yeah. Um, um, so then he brought it back two years ago, um, I guess, right? So in 21, um, I ran it, got another buckle. Um, and then this year, uh, this past year, Nicole ran it. Um, she DNF'd a little bit later. And then Ian was kind of like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, it's just a big pull for him with all the other stuff that he's doing. And he reached out to us and asked if we wanted to take it over. And that was another one. Like, we just couldn't see that go. It meant so much to us and to the folks that were around doing it that we just, we didn't want to. So we're going to try and do it for a couple 
couple years and see if we can build it up to what it should be um, and what it could have been had Ian not taken mm-hmm. that hiatus of like five years or however long it was in there. So, so yeah. now, Sean, now we yeah. have background. Go for it. <laughs> All right. So what? So what's the course? So like when I ran the course, yeah, 2016, 17, 15. I don't remember that mm-hmm. time frame. Um, yeah, it was it was the last year they ran it. Um, yep. And uh, it went like through the Finger Lakes Trail system. Yep. Um, up and down the ski area, I think like two or three times before you headed out on the backside. Yep. And then came back. And so it's an out and back, out and back. Yep. Um, up and down the ski area. And now I know Ian, I know that Ian in the past has had trouble with getting stuff because of the mountain bike trails and connecting the trails from like one side to the other at Virgil Crest, but still yep. wanted to include the mountain in there. Um, now, and and I'll say, and I, and I will say this, like that Finger Lakes trail system there, like running on that is gorgeous. Like yeah. kind of like cruises up and down, nothing, nothing flat, but like beautiful pine bed fucking running. And then <laughs> you get, like you said, you get to the, to the, to the ski area, you're exposed yeah. or you're on a technical pseudo trail cut through some trees and then you get <laughs> You get out to the back side of that and it was it was like a um I don't know if it was a logging road or whatever it was the, the year I ran it and it was kind of out and back on that. Um and so you get kind of like a, a feel for everything that you could experience in a race. Yeah. Now I know like like I said, there's been issues with uh Greek Peak and stuff like that and trying to get the course routed through there. Are you guys running into the same issues? Are you guys what's no, so I think that was one of the big things about Ian being able to bring it back, from my understanding. And I, we didn't, him and I didn't chat too much about it. Um, I just know that that was one of the issues, and I, I think it was more. I don't, I don't know if it was necessarily Greek Peak, you know, like a, like stickiness. I think Ian is a really um, is a heartfelt dude. Like he, yeah. and 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 I think one of the things that that was a struggle was not necessarily the working with them, but like having the hair scramble that was there with the motorbikes and stuff like that, that were there. Um, and I think it just, it it made it difficult to where it was like, Hey, we're going to do this. This is how we're going to go. This is what we're going to do. And then there wasn't a lot of like communication about different things that were happening. And the hair scramble just kind of ended up tearing up different areas and tearing up different spots. Um, there's a really fantastic guy over at Greek Peak that I met a bunch of years ago, um, and he is all about getting you know new things and and, and better things into the mountain. Um, him and I are working on a, another race to do there for that mountain as well. That's going to be just a downhill 1K, and it's just going to go <laughs> barreling down the steepest hill. Like wow. he thinks it's the coolest thing, and I'm like, that's awesome. I, that's one of the things that we probably will do in 24, and we want to really that like. Sounds like the cheese race. Do you know what I'm 100%. talking about? Yes, I do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do you yep. yeah, do, yeah, yeah. do you yeah. know what I've always wanted to see? What's that? I wanted to see um like a reverse vertical yeah. uh, challenge, right? So like yeah. you get a ride up on the ski lift and you run down, and you get a ride up on the ski lift and you run yep. down, and just watch people's quads get <laughs> destroyed over and over again. Like how I many? Would l- what I, that would be awesome. Descent you can do. Yeah, and, that and, would be awesome. Right. When I started running ultras. 
that was the hardest thing for me to adapt to was the downhills. And nobody believed me, but then I would do hill repeats and just barrel on the downhills to just try to build up my quads. It was the hardest thing. And, And I had this route that I ran and, you know, it'd be like a 20 mile run. And on the way home, I had to do this really steep downhill on the road. And I remember thinking my thighs were just going to crack, just like yeah. my, my legs were just going to break and I was just going to fall and die. It was the hardest thing, <laughs> hardest thing to, um, to train through. Yeah. Uh, people don't get that. That would be a great race. Yeah. Oh, and, so and it, oh my God, the, the injuries would be gnarly too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Know, that's so all. that's my apprehension at the moment is just like the insurance part of it. So like yeah. that I've, I've talked to a couple people about it and once that gets ironed out and like makes sense to where I'm like, Hey, look, as mm-hmm. long as something happens. And I mean, a lot of that stuff, right. I mean, you're running a hundred miles up there. I mean, if things happen, like I, I, when I was working with Spartan, I had people pass away on course. So it's, it, you can't, yeah. you know, and it's just, and, and that those had nothing to do with even the obstacles. They were just, right. you know, like the day or whatever whatever it was. Yeah. So it, it does, it happens. And, and I had an old boss who would, who would always say things like, you know, like it's not, it's not, if it's going to happen, it's when it happens and we need to be prepared for when it happens. So like, that's, that's really my only thing with that one. But I, you know, Sean, I might, I might even like, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm only going to say might, I'm definitely going to consider just the loop piece of it because that adds a whole other, like just cool, yeah. You know, like just do it for like three hours and see who many can who can do the most amount of laps yeah. in three hours. Um, I mean, you definitely. Vinny, see I, like I tell you what, um, I'm a paramedic. As long as you have the insurance and all that stuff, I will gladly volunteer to do medical <laughs> services for that race. And I mean, volunteer. Um, totally. I, it sounds it sounds like a blast. And Sean, you'd have to yeah. join me. Um, just not not for medical not for medical treatment, but just for. Um, I don't know we could get we we it, that could be a fun time, dude. I might I might just go commentary. <laughs> yes, yes, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might just drive up to Cortland and like and, and run it. Yeah, yeah. That sounds, um, that sounds so bad. It does. <laughs> like it's, totally. it's, it's, it's always yeah. in my head. I'm like, why doesn't someone do this? It sounds so gnarly. Yeah, in 2024, we'll do it. Right for on. sure, man. It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> okay, and, well, and and the cool thing is, is like he's all about it. Like that's the that's the great part is that like he wants that stuff. So yeah. so that was what ended up bringing I think Virgil back was that Aiden is is a really cool dude, and he was just like, hey man, like yeah, let's do this. Let's you know let's talk about it. Figure out a way to make it work, and and they did, and then. Um, it definitely goes over the ski mountain. So last year, the funny thing with that is that Ian wanted to get rid of that ski mountain. That that ski mountain to to me is has a, a weird special place because yeah. of the amount of times that I wanted yeah. to just call it at that the bottom of that hill. Um, and um, last year he he removed that mountain piece, still on the ski mountain, still on Greek Peak, doing all that. Just moved that specific mountain. <laughs> a couple people people reached out and was like, "Hey man, you, what are you doing right now? Like, it's literally on the logo." Um, and then this one guy, Jim Lampman, who is who is you know famous in his own right and in our opinion, like pretty local and just a really cool dude. Run, he's run tons of races, knows tons of people. Um, and he reached out to Ian, was like, "Hey man, like you know whatever," and did it. And Ian was like, "All right, cool man. You know you've run this race every year. You've done this, and you're one of those people. So let's we'll put it back and." It wasn't terrible. It just, you know, meant a little bit more marking and stuff, and that was it. So it'll that that piece will definitely stay in there without a doubt. Um, how the back end works out is is what we're doing. My wife and I were actually just sitting down talking about that yesterday. And now, are you guys still doing through the Finger Lakes Trail section on the front end side of that, out of out of the lake and? <laughs> 
going around. Yeah, today. so probably not. So I would like to. Um, yeah. It just so I what I really would love to do is put it back to its semi original format where it wasn't out and back all the way because it's just it, you get to see tons of it. The 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 thing is is that every one of um, so. The, putting on races around here is a little bit different for us than long island or putting on races anywhere is different than long island we know uh the president of the trail club down there and, and he's he's become a cool friend of ours over the past decade so we kind of just like throw him an idea and he's like yeah cool and he'll handle the parks and handle all that stuff whereas here there's the finger lakes is is each one of those pieces of land is still owned by somebody. So, you know, in theory, you know, I could own a chunk of land that the Finger Lakes trail passes through and I have to kind of like sign off on it and not that you have to sign off on the race proper, but you still have to sign off on, you know, like what happens afterwards. And and you kind of have to like give it approval. You don't, you know, you could, I, I don't know the exact specific, the, the specifics of it in that sense, but um, once they do that, then um, you can kind of do things. So some of the people are, aren't opposed to having the races on it, but there's a couple of hoops that you have to jump through if, you know, something breaks or does anything wrong. And some people don't want it on their course. So you, yeah. you have to manipulate that back end. So it's really just a matter of trying to come up with that 25 mile course. Um, so it can be that out and back multiple times. I mean, I know that, I know that that's like one of Amy Rizeki's biggest issues with like Vermont is trying to get all the landowners to sign off. And that's, and that's like not a trail system, right? Like that's not even like <laughs> yeah. that's not even like a publicly traveled trail. It's like, hey, yeah. we're gonna cut through your backyard. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which, but like, have you ever ran that race? Yeah. yeah. So I ran it. Uh, shoot, I don't even know when the heck it was, but I ran it a bunch of years ago. The the first year that they did the big and big and small buckles, the first year that they yep. gave buckles out um, to all finishers, and um, I was like, make this right off of a road, like you're saying, right into some dude's backyard. And it was, it was really hot. Like it had to be like 96, 97 degrees that year. And he's just standing there with a hose, hosing runners down. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, is that cool if I get, he was like, yeah, it's out here for you. I thought he was like watering something. He's just, <laughs> so I think in that sense with those races who have been allowed so long is that, you know, those people really care, you know, and those people like, you know, going back to that community piece, they, they do, they're like, you know, like they want it, they're awesome. So it's it's cool to to watch some of that stuff, and it's it's a little bit different with this because this is just some dude or you know or woman who owns like you know fifty acres of property, and there's a trail over in that back corner somewhere that touches yeah. it. So and then on, and uh, the, the the side of that too is like, I just don't want to get sued for the person that like breaks their ankle on my property exactly. type right, here, exactly. right? So. Yep, for sure. Which I don't think. I mean, I'm sure there's there's assholes in like every like iteration of life but like i think yeah. in the ultra running community we kind of all understand and take that risk upon ourselves yeah you get a little bit of that and i think it's as long as like i think as long as there's no like real negligence on the rd's end right like as long as like they're not out there like you know you know on a hundred plus degree and they're like wow well, we don't have any water you guys can figure it out like that's you know then and, you and really i have i have run races where that's happened uh, and I Safety is a huge issue. Vinny, having worked for Spartan, has been at races that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And when you're paying, and the thing is, it's it's typically the races that you're paying big dollar for. I mean, it's not the. It's not yep. the it's it's not the smaller races, and I always carry more water than needed because, like, 
you know, I started running, I started running ultras, you know, basically when I was a kid, just in the woods, because yeah. I, I was a weird kid. Um, so, you know, you just learn, you always carry more water, always carry more water than you need. Yeah. Um, and I've been in places and seen some race directors do some pretty sketchy things that I have just found really disturbing because yeah. people can really get hurt. I mean, you know, stuff happens, but things can be avoided as long as, as long as you plan for it. Hundred percent, and I think I was actually just talking about this, like because at every one of our races, somebody asks if we if we run, you know, if Nicole and I run, and if we do stuff, and you know, I was like, I don't think you can really put on a really good race unless you know you do, unless you're in it, you know. I, right. I think right. you've got to have a piece of you that's that's in there doing that stuff because you you know you you know things, and I've I've learned so much watching other people run just for running myself, um, but I've also been able to either you know tell people hey man you got to call it because this is you know you, you've gone past the point or you know help people through that point where they wanted to dnf because i've been there and 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 said those things you know so i think it's it, you have you have a lot of experience that you just get from being around and i think you know i do i think that's beneficial to people but then there's the other side of it where like people who just were like they're like ah, i go out for 20 miles without any water what do these people need goose for and you're like ah, man not everybody's you so, so <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for you in yeah. regards to the dnf side of things so virgil mm -hmm. traditionally yeah then if you are signed up for the 100 you can drop yeah. at the 50 if you want is that staying yeah. in place yeah, yeah, that'll probably, so we don't, we don't want to, we don't, we don't take that away. So if we, we, so being that we've kind of taken over a couple races, we've, we've yeah. done the same thing where we just keep whatever they're doing um, for the most part. So our big thing with that drop down piece um, in at Tesla is so Megan, I don't know if you know, but for Tesla, we have, um, it's like one rule that, so we'll literally go and get you food at the grocery store across the street. Nicole has gone out and paced people before we've oh, wow. you know, driven things down. We do all sorts of stuff to help you. Like we want you to finish that race, but our one rule that like people kind of, you know, not that they don't like it, but the one like shitty thing that we do is that whatever race you start, you have to finish anything else yep. is a DNF. Um, and this year we actually started handing out DNF coins um, they're like poker chips with the logo on it that just have a stamp that say DNF. I love um, it. That's awesome. And, yeah. And that was just more to like, all right, here you got something. Cause you still did a lot. Um, but because of that, we feel like, because we do so much and because it is a loop race and because you can literally have like everything you need. And there's such a long cutoff at those races that you can just, you, you should be able to finish it. And if you can't, then you earn that DNF. Um, but if we've taken over a race, we don't, we don't change those rules, especially like to be like that. So, and, and Virgil is, is gnarly. So if you the, DNF, it's different. Well, the step down. So the step down the year that, the, like I said, the last year it ran. Yeah. I think eight people finished the race that year, the hundred. Cause yeah. everyone was like, got done with the 50 was like, Fuck it, I'm done. Like, yeah, this is it. I called it. Like, yeah. I still get a, I still get a win. I get a 50 mile. Like, exactly. Like, oh, but did you really get a win? Like, yeah. But like, but it's like one of my highest places ever because yeah. I just dropped. <laughs> if I did. I forget who I was talking to, but somebody was. It was like a podcast or something, and somebody was like, "Oh, hey, you, 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 
you know, you were you were 11th at Virgil. I was like, what? No, I wasn't. And they were like, yeah. I was like, I did it in like 31 hours or something. And they were like, oh, you were, you were, yeah, you were like 11th. I was like, that's, I mean, sure, yes, I was, right? But like also so many people DNF that, I mean, I don't know. I, I personally, because I'm not. But it does not, say a lot that you finished when all those 100%. people. I'm going to give you credit. Absolutely. I, I guess to me, I just don't, because I'm not. I'm not super fast. Um, not that I ever was, but like I, I was okay for a little while. And I think in those, in that stuff, like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't care about place. And like, you know, going back to what we said in the very beginning about, you know, it being, you know, for you mainly that that's what I really give a shit about. Like, you know, if I, if I, if I mailed it in, that's, you know, I'll be pissed off at myself for just mailing it in more, even if it's a great result. Like, I, I think that's the thing to me, like if I go out and I, even if I won first place and I know I could have done better and I, you know, sucked at all these different things, then I'm still pissed at myself. Uh, It's, it doesn't, I still hold myself accountable for that. I am super competitive, not against like you two, but against me. And some of my biggest successes have been just stuff that maybe nobody else ever would ever even notice. But, but I know, you know, I know what I pushed through and I know what I did. So, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the the first year that I did finish Virgil, I was I was coming back. I think it was like mile like thirty eight or something like that. I was on my way back, um, and I I mean I could tell you the spot, but it was one of the aid stations. And I walked up to my wife and I was like, I got this. I'm gonna finish. She was like, Easy there, killer. Like you're at mile thirty eight. But I knew it at that point because like I had seen the whole course. I knew that like as long as I didn't like fall and roll an ankle or like do anything bad, that I was I was gonna be able to push through it. And and. I was beyond out of shape for that. I was not very well trained for it, but it was, you know, I, I needed to get that. And thankfully I did because after um, the next year was the year that was the last year. Yeah. Right. Now, yeah. So what are you racing this year besides Ghost Train? Yeah. So Ghost Train. So I made a bet uh, that I got to run 600s this year. So uh, I've picked like two or three ish of them. And then I'm going to do it. So I've got CNO Canal coming up. Uh, as far as hundreds, I've got uh, uh, Frozen. What is it called? Frozen Branch, um, which is the 50K, same folks that put on Twisted Branch, which is hands down. And I, I say this as somebody who's put on so many races. It is hands down the best executed race I've ever run. It is, it's, and it's beautiful and it's just such a nice run. And they give so much of a shit about you. Like you want to talk about people who care, like they, they put out a video as to how they marked courses. Like there's a YouTube video that explains how they do it. And they have this whole three, two, one or one, two, three process. And it's, it's, they're just awesome people. That's, um, that's a, yeah. that's a red newt race, right? No, that's uh, that's the only race they do. Uh, well, and then then Frosted Branch. Um, that's uh, it's as uh, dude Scott and uh, well, uh, Scott's the head race director, and then there's a bunch of other people um, that do it. Uh, Chris O'Brien is involved from um, oh, what the hell's the name of Running Inside Out podcast, okay. um, and he's up in Rochester. Uh, there's a couple other people who are just you know who are around and involved. Um, and they're just, it's just a really great point to point race. Like, so like you can camp out at the start and then pack all your stuff, throw it into a U-Haul and they bring the U-Haul all the way to the finish for you. And then you can pick up all your stuff and then camp out at the U-Haul. I I think you could camp out at the finish too. Um, it's just, like I said, it's just, they just, they care so much. And it's like one of those things where like, 
you do something, you watch it and you run it, and then you're just like, oh man, I suck as a race director. Like, it's just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, but, and, and we, you know, we've taken stuff from them, right? Like, one of the things that they do is they, they go real hard on that um, scratch cookbook, uh, which is, is pretty good from what I've heard of it. And, and they, like, they don't have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, they have peanut butter and jelly rice balls. And I oh, try wow. to stay away from gluten. So the fact oh, that yeah, it's gluten free, it's vegan, yeah. it's all you're like, it's just like, and I mean, and we've tried to do a bunch of that stuff at our races, but like, just, they just, every time I'm like, yeah, we're doing great. They're like, and you're like damn it. So yeah, I have, I have celiac. So I always <laughs> okay. plan for there to be nothing for me to eat at an aid station. And it's so when there is something for me to eat, I'm happy, yeah. you know, cause I figure, you know, hope for the best plan for the worst. Yeah. So, same. Hey, it, yeah. I, I had just gotten into a really long conversation with uh, somebody at Tesla about uh, being gluten-free and whatever. And he told me I should get tested for celiac. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it, but gluten does stuff to my stomach, but it also turns me into a total asshole. Like I will flip out and get angry. I mean, to to get tested, you you really just need to have a colonoscopy or an endoscopy. And, um, and then they do, you know, and then they do genetic testing, but yeah. When when I was diagnosed, um, my doctor said, you know, if you know you don't feel good when you eat it, he goes, right there. He goes, just yeah. don't eat it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I I also had to get an endoscopy and a colonoscopy for yeah. for, um, for something else. So so we were able to you know we were able to confirm it. But we did have our yeah. kids genetically tested to kind of figure out. But even um, one of our kids who does not have actually two, no, two of our kids that don't have the celiac gene yeah. still are sensitive to it. Like, yeah, sure. um, they get rashes and stomach issues and, and that kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah, it's, it is. I mean, and I think like, you know, just to like with the, with the running piece of it, there's so many people who have all these like dietary things. I think there's a bunch of like that rice ball thing. Like there's a little That's tweak great. that you yeah. can do. We use, um, all of our broth is better than bouillon vegetable mm-hmm. and it's vegan and I've drank it. We use it at home all the time because we just have extra of it. So like if we come home for a race and like whatever, we don't have another race coming up or something like that. And we have an open thing, we throw it in our fridge, but like it's good and it tastes delicious. It doesn't taste bad. So like using that instead of having, you know, a chicken broth and a vegetable broth and a V like it just, if it makes people happy, like why not try right. to do a little bit of it? Yeah. And if it tastes good, that's what matters. Um, yeah, exactly, right? Like, I'm not going to go. I mean, I I won't lie. Like, a lot of the vegan broth that you buy in, like, the it's, boxes, it's disgusting. This stuff horrible. is pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I, so it's right now I've, I've got Frosted Branch, CNO Canal, uh, and then Ghost Train are definitely there. Oil Creek might be another one of them because I DNF'd it uh, in October, which was still kicking myself in the ass for that one. But um, I haven't narrowed down all the other ones yet. Right on. Hey, look yeah. at just if you're looking for something. Yeah. It's crazy. Look at Jigger Johnson. Yeah, I should. <laughs> way way different than than CNO or Oil Creek as far as like I guess Oil Creek is is a hilly race too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I think it's hard to like. I don't know. It's hard to do one of those things where you're like, oh, it's you know it's it's hilly or it's hard or it's mountainous yeah. and stuff like that when like you know i mean literally a run around my block has 800 feet of elevation right. so like it sounds like because, where i live yeah, yeah <laughs> you know it, so it's it's yeah. not like 
not that like I can't run something flat, but I just hills just have a completely different meaning for us. I cannot I cannot here. do anything flat in my neighborhood. Yeah. It doesn't exist. I mean, and I'm not at I'm not at elevation. It's yeah. just I, I call it a little roller coaster. It just goes yeah. up and down. There is no flat route ever. Exactly. Last year I, or two years ago, I was working with a coach, and whenever she said something flat, I was like, "Damn it! Now I've got to drive 15 minutes to like a rail trail." Like, it's, which I mean, yeah. again, not that it's like it's hilly, like super hilly. I can run like a 5k, but it still it has a couple hundred feet to it. And mm-hmm. it you know, that's not what you wanted. You wanted it to be flat. That's not speed work, my friend. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think that's it. I mean, I, I don't know what other races. I I, I want to run some something decent, but I also, being that I have to run six of them, I don't want to destroy myself. So, I mean, you probably you probably will like... destroy yourself. It's just yeah! mitigating mitigating <laughs> exactly. how bad you destroy yourself. Right. I mean, because exactly. if you didn't destroy yourself, it wouldn't be fun. And and I I'm dead serious when I say that. I mean, I sound like I'm making a joke, but no. it's yeah. 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 Well, I mean, what do you talk about, right? Like, I mean, like, so my wife and I ran, um, we ran CNO Canal together. It's first year. It was like my birthday weekend. Um, and I had signed up to Pacer and then, uh, midway through the week, I was like, I'm, why don't I just run the whole thing? Like, it would be kind of fun to like, just be with her the whole time. Um, and I reached out to the RD and I was like, Hey man, I'm going to run half of your race for $0. How about you take my money now and I'll run the whole race. And he was cool and let us in. And then, um, we, um, I did that and, and we don't talk about like, you don't talk about the good times. Like, yeah, it was, we, we, you had them in there, but like those pieces that you like talk about is like that shit, like, you know, like where she was like limping and like, didn't know what to do. And like, there were times that we were like, you know, doing whatever. And like, she was, you know, upset or, you know, there are races that I had where I was like, literally like crying on the way up a hill, like, fuck this, I'm never doing it. You know, like those are the moments that you hang on to. And then, you know, the, the other side of it is yeah. what you come out of. So yeah, you've, you've got to beat yourself up a tad. Well, now what's I it, am. Oh, go ahead, John. I was just say, what's it like having two ultra runners in the house? Now, I know, Megan, yeah. you, you and Bill, but Bill's not as much an ultra runner as like your. Well, I mean, your wife is. Yeah, like my legit. husband, my my husband is. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to explain this. He does endurance events, but he is not as. Um, Okay, we were just talking about competitive. He's not as competitive as me. So this is the story I always tell. We were doing um, the Marine Corps Marathon together. And I think it was the night before we were having dinner. And I said, so, you know, what's your plan? You know, what are you planning to do with Pace? And he says to me, you know, I'm just going to go out there and run and talk to some people and have a good time. I was like, what? (laughs) I said, are you freaking kidding me? I I said, when do you want to finish? He goes, Oh no, he goes, I was going to see how I feel and just have a good time. It's like, who did I marry? Who are you? Like, what is the matter with you? So, so he does these things, but he's not as, he's not as focused as, as I am. He's very lighthearted and he genuinely has fun. I don't know how. So that's been how we can survive. Also, we typically don't, we have this rule in our marriage. We've been together for 17 years. Um, we can't train for a race at the same time. We, okay. we just, we just, we just take turns uh, yeah. because it's, I, I remember one time early in our marriage, we had a fight the night before because we were arguing about who had the four thirty in the morning slot to exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, this is the dumbest argument. Like we've, who deserved it more? So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, 
I mean, whatever works, right? Um, yeah. I, I think it's been so with Nicole and I. It's been a, a we haven't had to figure anything out yet. Not that we haven't had to. It, it's been it's been a a very Vinny heavy running decade because we have two kids. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, was either pregnant, and not that she didn't run. She when she was pregnant with Samantha, our second child, she was. Um, she wanted to run three half marathons, one for each trimester. So like she still ran and she still runs all the time. She's been running um, consistently since she was in like sixth grade or something like that. So like she's, she runs quite often. Um, And then, you know, she's had some issues and injuries and whatnot. I had a couple of injuries where she was running. And I think what we've always just kind of done is, is is we talk about it, right? Like, so it's just, we kind of like plan our week, like, Hey, this is a big week that I want to get into. So this is my plan to do this. Um, Luckily we are friends with another couple who we both run with, which is really odd. Like we don't really, hang out with them outside of running but nicole she's out there running with um her now and then i run with the guy in there and like we'll run together and so like they kind of split up so we split up and like it's so it's it works really well in terms of the way that we um kind of like compare and running um our kids love running they well how how old are your kids so I have a 17 year old daughter um, who still lives on Long Island, and then I've got we've got Nicole and I have uh, two Charlotte and Samantha who are both. Well, Charlotte is in she's gonna be nine, and then Samantha just turned six. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so they're, they're so little. Yeah, and Charlotte runs. Uh, she's she actually wants to. So Nicole is running Twisted Branch at the end of the year, um, or in August, and she wants to pace her for the last you know few miles of it. So nice. she. Yeah, she and she's done stuff like that. Like so, she runs. You know, like she can run a solid time for a five k for. I mean, for an eight nine year old, um, and they they love doing it. And they are they've grown up around it. So like you know, we've done dumb stuff where we did like the Krispy Kreme challenge during COVID, where we ran outside and they were taking <laughs> pictures and laughing at us and like doing that stuff. And you know, when we had a streak, um, we were running a you know a streak through. I forget we did like a ninety day running streak or something like that together and. While we were doing that, it was like negative 20 outside and like we ran outside with, you know, all bundled up and like crazy outfits just trying to get in a half mile or a mile. Um, so it makes things a little bit easier um, for, between that. So it's it's kind of a lot of a, just a conversation. We kind of just play off of each other. And then there's, you know, the harder thing, honestly, is picking races because that's where, you know, like the training piece of it is kind of easier, but like when like you know we'll sign up for something like twisted branch i I love that race i want to sign up for it again and i've run it a couple times and i, I want to do better at it um but you know nicole like i was like oh twisted opens up whatever day it opened up and she was like oh yeah you know, i, I kind of want to run that one and i was like all right i've run it before why don't you run it this time and like go back and forth so that's that's the harder piece is like this is a dope race yeah. and we both want to run it so when when our youngest was a toddler um bill my husband um, had, had said to her in the morning, um, um, I'm going to run a race this morning. And so, you know, I'll I'll see you in a little while. And she got really sad and he's like, what's going on? He goes, she goes, well, I have that party and you were going to come with me later today. And he's like, well, I'm still going. She said, well, you're running a race. (laughs) You're usually usually gone for days. And, and, And he happened to be doing This was like a 5k that he was doing in town for charity. And he had to explain to her that, no, you can do races where you're home in like a couple hours. You don't have to be gone for days. She's like, oh, I thought you were going to be gone for days because you were running a race. No, no. 
<laughs> so, yeah. uh, so before we before we wind up, what do you yeah. want to what do you want to promo? What do you want what do you want people to hear? I don't know. I, I feel so I feel so icky with that stuff. To be honest, I, I'm not like a, a marketing pushing kind of guy. I don't. I don't. Who we've should, never who should do your that. Who should do your races? Who Who Marking are your races everyone. cut out? Yeah, yeah that's, I, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking too. But I was gonna let yeah. you say it. <laughs> no, I, you know what it is. I, so I, I think our. I mean, we're we're trying to spit a couple things. We're we're trying to do a couple mm-hmm. of new things. So like one thing we're trying to do is is get into coaching as well. Um, we but our thing. And, and, and our, the whole idea with happily running, um, and maybe this would kind of explain it to like get to the che- like the, the cheesy part of why we called it happily running was because, you know, Nicole and I aren't, we're not slow, but we're not fast and we're not, you know, like super fit, but we're not super unhealthy either. We're, we're, we're this like big, huge middle ground that nobody seems to speak to for whatever reason, right? Like there's, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of advertisement um, for, you know, the people who are in the back of the pack, right? Like, you know, like there's, you know, now there's even all like the, your, your boy Scott Jurek, you know, meme things and all that stuff that, you know, run around and there's all those fun things. And then there's all the fast people, but there's just not like that, that, you know, that person that we were talking about, you know, earlier who goes out and, and, trains while their kid is you know either asleep or or doing whatever and 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 they just have a good performance at a race that in the results is mediocre doesn't they're not top they're not bottom but they're they're good but they did something amazing for themselves and they came out and they did it and then they sit down at their desk on monday morning and you know their legs hurt and they're in pain and they're walking a little bit funny and but it's not like this big thing and they don't have a sponsorship and they're not an ambassador for anybody and they don't do all that stuff. And that was why we did happily running. That was all of our races. All of our stuff are for people who want to try, who, who want to do it, who are, don't feel like there's a home for them elsewhere. Um, for everything, you know, no matter the shape, size, color, gender, you know, sexual preference or speed or any of those things. And, and, and that's what we are. And, and, for literally everybody in in any shape or fashion you know we want you to come in we want you to be able to to enjoy yourself and most of our races are you know i mean virgil is 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 way out of the box for us as as a company and and what we kind of have you know most of our races are fairly easy most of our races are you know are have like really you know lenient cutoffs i mean we our tesla hearse rates has um it's a 54 hour cutoff for the 150 miler and you can have that same amount of time for the 50K. We don't care. We're there for the other runners. Why not take that time? And we had an 87-year-old dude finish the 50-mile last year. He came out and ran 20 miles on Saturday, 20 on Sunday, and then ran 10 on Monday. Um, so it's that kind of stuff. It's just just being there and, and doing all those things for, for, you know, for what you want to do them. So we'd love to see more people at our races. We'd love to see, you know, you know, everybody come out to them and, and all that stuff. And, and it's, that's what we're about. We're just about, you know, having a place and a home for anybody. So I have, and I don't know if you know this, but I've had seven different surgeries on my right leg. It had to be reconstructed after a bicycle crash, but anyway, oh, yeah. I've been trying to, I've been trying to figure out like, 
okay, wh- what race do I want to do? And you know, nothing, everything either just seems too big or too small or there's a, but as you're talking about Tesla, I was like, that could be a good, that could be a really good place for me to start. Um, yeah. And I actually opened the, I opened the web page on my, <laughs> on my phone. When are yeah. you running that in, are you, is that an October race? Yeah, yeah, that's always yeah, it's always Columbus Day weekend. Um, that okay. that website sucks. We actually just we're switching everything over um, okay. to a new website. Um, but yeah, that it's so it's it is it's it's Columbus Day weekend, and 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 that's exactly the point of it, right? Like you know, if we can remove the the cutoff from somebody, right? Like just just that fear of so so say now you want to run hundred miles, you have fifty four hours to do it. That's not an unlimited amount of time but it's it's a pretty reasonable amount of time for somebody to finish 100 miles right and again um, loop courses loop courses are safe yeah. i mean and at least me coming back from yeah from a lot of yeah. injuries yeah exactly there's two aid stations that are on there both of them are crew accessible we you can set up a tent at the the start finish area and hang out there's not a tremendous amount of room but we give the longer distances a little bit more space to to spread out um, and then, like I said, you, you can go there and we have, and, and like, it's not, I'm not even joking. There's a, there's a, I don't think it's anymore, but it used to be 24 hours, a grocery store across the street. And somebody came up to us and was like, I could go for like a, a ham and turkey sandwich. And we went out and we got a, like a three foot hero. It was gone in like an hour. Oh, sure. Everybody came oh, in and sure. just ate it. Somebody yeah. came in and was like, I really could go for a slice of pizza. So we got a bunch of pies and now you know, now it's a thing like every, you know, at whatever time yeah. during the day we all go out and get pizza. And somebody once asked us for kombucha and he was just like, I want a bottle of kombucha. And we were like, kombucha, yeah, I, mean, I drink, I drink kombucha all the time, but I got to say, I've never had it during it. That seems really weird for mid run. He drank like I, he had to drink like six or eight bottles of it throughout his hundred mile race. Oh yeah. Yep. And then, and That's then he odd. did, and this is the coolest thing is that the next year he came back and the so my cousin was one of the volunteers and he handed her two bottles of kombucha and he was she was like yep got it and like went to put it in the in the, our cooler that we told people will you know hold stuff for you and he goes no 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 this is just us paying you back from last year when you guys bought us two bottles and I needed it so oh, like not awesome. only yeah. is like are they cool about it but like we were trying to take care of him and he was like no 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 I, you know whatever so it's it's that kind of stuff and and it is and if and if we can do those little things that'll get you that finish is it that fucking hard to do like yeah. it really like is it what's up little dude <laughs> uh yes go ahead yes his little his little face just peeked around the corner yeah, that was really cute <laughs> little lady or say hi oh hey <laughs> oh hey i couldn't see you how are you yes go Yes, 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 go. <laughs> she, so they're, they, um, they're Sorry, actually. Sorry, I said, uh, I said he. Sorry about no, that. I couldn't fine. see. All I saw was little eyes poke around, uh, poke oh, around the 100%. corner. <laughs> um, she is, so both of them, the, the two little ones are, are aid station help at, um, our last race. I mean, they try and come to most of the races, but they love Beast oh my of God, Burden. My kids love, and, and my kids have volunteered a ghost train a number of times. Oh, yeah. And they love when runners oh. take their candy they're like oh my god he took mine you know yeah, and, who's yeah. gonna, and they'd each have a different thing that they were giving away and yeah, yeah. 
who could who could be the most successful in getting runners to take? And I think one of my kids was trying to give out like hot tamales, and I'm like, no, sweetie, <laughs> don't do that. But but hey, you know, if yeah. if somebody likes kombucha running, maybe they're gonna like hot tamales. Dude, <laughs> that there's, seems there's a whole group of people that drink Fireball running. So, oh, man. <laughs> So our the 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 not the start finish aid station, but the the other aid station at Tesla is called Whiskey Girl because it's on Whiskey Road, and the bar that Nicole and I were at when we had our first kiss was called Whiskey Girl. So we thought it would be cool to call it that. Nice. And every year we get you know like some like crappy whiskey and stuff and bring it down there, and you know people take mm-hmm. shots of it once in a while. And Fireball Man, like it just it's bananas. Like they I don't <laughs> I don't get it, but hey man, I mean. I feel like every generation, though, like has had its cinnamonish whiskey, right? Because like when I was, yeah, there was Goldschlager. Yes, Goldschlager. There was Aftershock, which is another one, right, with that like candy at the bottom of it, and then there was something else that was there, and now it's Fireball. I'm like, I don't like. Is it just the cinnamon guy just being like, hey man, we got to come up with a new way to brand whiskey and change it to (laughs) another one? Probably. Well, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at Tesla, and that sounds very um that sounds very approachable because again i could choose my distance yeah. you know from the and i always i always look at it and it's a great option because it sounds like i could choose my distance mm-hmm. and i wouldn't cut it short but i could always keep going you know which is yeah yeah, yeah. and we tell people option, that all the so. time like if, if you're if you're really so like people if you're that are really like hung up on medals and they're like i want to finish an award and i want this like if that's really what you want out of it then sign up for a lesser distance plan for mm-hmm. the longer distance and then just go like so you know you end up you know you end up doing the 50 mile instead of a 50k or whatever it is that you did and if you plan for it what's the difference if you told us you were yeah. doing it or not yeah, yeah. Coming back after these surgeries has been a little bit intimidating. So looking at races and stuff, I'm always like, oh, yeah. do I want to do I want to commit to, you know, because it's, yeah. like it's been a long road. So but October is plenty of time. So yeah. I can't imagine I had uh, meniscus surgery on both of my knees and it was even still yeah. like I'm coming down a hill and like I feel something. I'm like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. you know, am I going to be out for a bunch of months again? And like if I had some serious surgery, I'd, I don't know how I'd handle it. I mean, it's. I love running and I think I'm, your wife sounds a lot like me. I've been running since I was six years old. You know, it's just something I did because that's, you know, that's how I, re- that's how we were raised. And I've been, yeah. you know, I've been cross training a lot and I do a lot of, you know, I'm, you know, cycling and surfing and, but I love running and it, and it comes back to that. And so I've been able to run not the volume that that I've been able to do in the past. So sure. I I go on shorter runs and I just keep it to the point where because it's it's my lower right leg. I don't typically have pain anymore in the but if I do too much, it really hurts my back and my hips just because it all, obviously all travels all travels upstream. So so as okay. long as I just stay before that before that point, it's it's been good. So I'm gonna run after this. So <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> yeah yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. I just want to say that I really yeah. like the idea that it is the middle of the road runner that you're looking at. Like, I think part of what I wanted to do on this podcast was celebrate those middle of the road runners, those people that don't get to tell their fucking story, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Because, like, like, people like, oh, the people that like struggling and dealing with all this, like, that story gets told. And the people that like, <laughs> and yep. the people that like are at the front of the pack, that story gets told. But, like, the people that are in the middle of the pack, they're like, oh, there's nothing going on. It's like, oh, well, they're, like, balancing, like, work and, like, three kids. And, like, they've had their own share of injuries. And they're still, like, out there and crushing it. And those are the people that, like, I think 
need a little bit of celebration. And so that's, like, that's well, awesome. Yeah. I mean, and it, but it's the truth, right? Like, I mean, and I mean, and, and not to sound like icky in terms of like corporate and marketing and stuff like that too, but like in any endurance sport, that's where the money is too right like so like it blows my mind like we actually give a shit right like because because i i want to see those people and and this that actually came from from exactly what you're saying working from spartan because when i worked with spartan there was this big push for the elites right like the dudes running around in spandex shorts with no shirt on you're like all right cool you're fast and you're awesome awesome great and and not that i don't want to take anything away from them they work their ass off for that but like you said everybody talks about them they're on tv they're on the places they do all the things they have the sponsorships um and then you had those like special interest pieces where it was you know that that woman who was in a car accident and then started and then did everything or like there's a friend of ours um who has brittle bone disease and she does a bunch of spartan she actually did uh tesla i know, the I know who you're talking about eileen yep yeah, wow. super cool woman. Um, wow. But she did the 50K at Tesla too. And like, that's awesome. I'm, again, nothing like, away from her. I mean, people haven't really talked about Eileen, but they should. She's a, a pretty wild person. But it, you talk about those kind of people. You, like you said, you just there's just nothing here in that middle piece of, of all those people who, you know, who are like me, you know, like Nicole, who do these things and also go to work and also raise a family and, you know, their training suffers from it, right? Like, you know, your daughter gets up at, you know, whatever time and you're like, shit, I was going to go out for a run and now I can't because of this stuff. And not that that's bad or I would change. I mean, this morning I was dancing with my, you know, six-year-old to Taylor Swift in the morning and I could have been doing other stuff like working out, but now I've got to figure that out. And that's, you know, that's, to me, that's interesting. That's, you know, those are, I want to hear people like me, right? Yeah. And, and you've yeah. described our athletes. I mean, that's, yeah. that's how we coach and that's why we keep our numbers so small. Cause it's so important to remember that, okay, this person is, you know, this person is working and, and their wife is pregnant and they're having issues at work. And, you yeah. know, it, that's, I think that's the hard stuff because if, if we could devote our lives to running and that's all we had to do, my God, it almost sounds, <laughs> it almost sounds easy. I, it just yeah. sounds like, but yep. you know, to have to finish, you know, to have to finish your run in time to make it to lacrosse practice because you got a coach and yeah. then you have a birthday party after that. That's, that's the hard yep. part. And I've been on, I've been on those runs looking at my watch going, you better not slow down or you're not going to make it to, yeah, <laughs> you're not going to yeah. make it to, you know, to lacrosse or whatever it is, yeah. you know? I used to, I mean, that was how I would, that was how I would force myself to do speed work is because I'm, <laughs> I can't make up on, like, I, I'm not one of those people who is just like, oh, I've got this amount of time to do things. I'm going to get up early and get it done. I'm that person who's like, I've got an hour and 15 minutes to do it. I can run that route and allow in an hour and 12. I'm good. Like that's, then yeah. if anything messes up. So, but I would do that and I would get up and I would have to be at work at, you know, nine or whatever time I had mm -hmm. to be at the office. And I'd be like, all right, I've got to go out and, and get this 10 miles in. Otherwise I'm late to work and then I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. So like I would, right. it would push me to do that harder. And you're right. It, it, it is, it's just, it's, it's different. And, and, you know, I mean, I don't want to take, again, I don't want to ever take anything away from the top, you know, elite athletes, but like those folks yeah. that, you know, have that big sponsorship, have that big thing. Like you said, it sounds easy as opposed to somebody like Mike Wardian, who's coming in third and second and fourth or whatever he was two back-to-back -back marathons on the weekend. And then at his, he's at his office on Monday morning because yeah, exactly. he bites there and you're like, what? Like that dude is like, holy shit to mm -hmm. me. You know, I mean, I know he's a little bit different now, but like before, like when he was, you know, coming up, like that was, 
that was phenomenal. And, you know, you had all the other people, like, I don't know, he, he blew my mind. And that was, to me, he was more of somebody that I could identify with, <laughs> not even like close to his speed, but like what he had to do, which is why Lifestyle. I like, he, yeah. he was one of the elites that I like really followed. Um, I don't, I don't have a lot of vested interest in, you know, a lot of the, the, the elite folks. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I should. And that's, and that's the, <laughs> I think that's the point, at least for, you know, is endurance now that we've always said anybody can do this. And, you know, Sean's background, um, you know, my background and, you know, Sean's, you started from nothing. (laughs) I mean, you started, you know, you didn't have experience running. It's a good, you know, swimming experience, good athletic experience. And at least for me, the reason I've been open in public about all these horrible operations that I've had is because I just want people to know, like, this is, we're, we're nothing special. We're just, yeah. we're just getting up. We're just getting up and doing it yep. period in that. And so yeah. we're driven, we're okay. driven. Um, and as long as you, as long as you want it, you know, where there's a will, there's a way somehow, somehow you can figure it out. Yeah. My thing is, is I would just rather be out there running around on the trails than sitting and watching TV. I mean, I, that's, exactly. you know, and that's, yeah. that's kind of what it comes down to for me is, I mean, and I, I can, I can sit and, and I can watch, I can mess around with computers or I can do, you know, something, whatever. I mean, I'm super guilty of, you know, blinking and, you know, realizing I just spent an hour flipping through Instagram or whatever it is. And, but, you know, in that sense, I think, you know, like you said, it's just you doing it instead of that and you choosing that instead of choosing to, you know, sit down and, you know, I I think it's awesome that you're doing that because in that sense too, like you, maybe somebody might not have the same exact, you know, um, injuries as you but like if i talk to you as a coach about you know me being nervous about barreling down a hill you'd be like no i totally get you like if i do mm-hmm. something to my leg i'm screwed yeah. and then i'll be out again and then you know because that is it's yeah. you know that's that's kind of normal life okay well that's one race that's off my list i will not be doing your downhill race <laughs> um, right, however I will, yeah. I will volunteer, I will volunteer, cool. um, as medical staff and I'm happy to treat, um, oh. and I'm happy to tell people that they're fine and that they need to go out and do it again. That's oh. <laughs> as long as, as long as they are fine, you know, eyes aren't bleeding, bones aren't sticking out, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm going to cross that one off my list. I, I can't have any more surgeries. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Put the bone back in place, tape them up, send them back up on the trailer. Exactly. Yep. You got this. You got you this. And what's the, Okay. So the the cheese race that we were talking yeah. about before it was on Netflix. Sean, yep. why don't you look it up really quick? He's really good at finding things fast. It's that yeah. race where they chase the cheese down the hill. Is it in Scotland? It is, yeah, it is. it's on a show called We Are the Champions. That's um, it. Yeah, actually, the, so Samantha that you just saw, but everybody else won't see. Um, she used to have hair down past her shoulders, and we watched that race. And the woman who won it. If I, if I were to like, say like, Hey, this woman is like, like if I would, if I was to like, say, this is what one of my Mm -hmm. kids are going to turn out to that, that woman is what that woman, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And she just is. And I was joking around and I told Samantha, I'm like, Hey, you want, you cut your hair like that. Like, just cause it looked freeing for her. And she was like, okay. And the, um, the woman that cuts my daughter's and my wife's hair, couldn't do it for like a week and a half. And I like jokingly, and I I've done this for years. I'm like, I'll cut your hair. You don't need to go over there. She was all about it. She was like, all right, let's go. I was like, wait, what? So I looked at my <laughs> wife. She was like, I just don't mess it up too bad. So yeah. I ended up going and I cut her hair and she loves it. So awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I will leave. I'll make sure not to cut that part out when I'm doing editing. We'll leave her in. <laughs> um, we had a little, yeah, we had a little visitor and uh, she's yep. our, she'll hold our honorary spot today. Yeah, she's awesome. All right. So well, the, the race is the Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Wake. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. watch that. Watch that show on Netflix. So it good. is, um, it's unbelievable. But, I love the fact that they focused on women in that too. Like, you know, that they didn't really like the dude was like a, a he was just a this small little piece in it. Like, and they, it was all about the women's race, which I think we need more of that stuff. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you, thank you for coming on. I really we we got to have you back. Cool. And for sure. I think there there has to be room for um, for Zendurance now to to work with you or volunteer. So just hit 100%. us up whenever if there's something we can yeah. do. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, because it sounds like it sounds like you're doing really great things, and like I said at the beginning, it is so important um, to both me and Sean to have a race that is just is just run well that that makes you feel good cool. afterwards, you know. And and that's that starts with the race director. We have a few we have a few favorite race directors, and and you'll be on our list now. Well, you were on Sean's list before, but now you'll be on my list. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And that means a lot, Sean, too, really, you know, like for, for coming out and saying that stuff like it, it was for me personally. I mean, I know the other two guys at Laurel were, were you know, are, are vested in it and care about the race. But I was kind of part of it because I've been putting on ultras for so long and, and to get so many shitty comments and so many people who were like, oh, you guys suck. It was it was nice to hear people that did it and and to know that you know that you specifically had a had a good time there and you you noticed that it means that other people did too. So it's Dude, awesome. I want I want it to run in the fall all the time for fucking real. That was I, oh, beautiful, so was, beautiful. And it and it and like avoided all the. I mean, it was it was warm that year, but like yeah. not the same way as it is in that like late spring yeah. window. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I've hit. I've hit that bridge crossing the highway there and I was like, I'm like, I'm the the first time I ran it, which was the summertime, like, or the springtime. Yeah. I was like, there's like no way I'm going to finish. And it was like triage on the aid, aid station out the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far away from that. You're like, Ugh. yeah. So yep. there's a, so our early race water gap is in, well, it's, it's not as close there, but it's in Pennsylvania. It's over by the water gap. Um, and that race, you want to talk about like a foliage race. Holy shit. That race is mm-hmm. like, mid to late september um along the water there and last year it was just like i don't know how people ran it like i was marking course stopping looking at all like some of the views it's just yeah. that that fall is great that delaware water gap is like is a, is a gorgeous area for sure yeah absolutely beautiful um so what well, song are you taking us out with the oh the song that i picked was uh did you get did you listen to it at all yeah yeah uh, well so i've listened to come up in like some playlists and stuff like that for me so. yeah yeah so the idols is a is a band that i got into a bunch of years ago i think they're they're they caught my eye because so i i mean this might get like too deep or whatever but i i struggle with that whole stuff growing up and being told like you know like be a man shut up and you know just you know don't cry don't all that stuff so like even my daughters have never seen me cry i don't I just i can't do it in front of them um and and the idols i don't remember what it was but like i heard one song i'm like ah, these guys are good 
And then I started listening to the lyrics and I was like, holy shit, like they're speaking about stuff like that, but with the same sort of anger and angst and like punk and whatnot. Um, and I got to see them recently and I, I actually talked to them. They were really cool. They're like outside by their merch table, like talking and stuff. And I didn't even like, they were kind of like perplexed that I didn't want a picture with them. I was like, I don't give a shit. I just want to say thank you because it like right. gave me an opportunity to feel like, oh, wow, here's these guys like screaming and yelling and, and having this like normal stuff that isn't about this and still talking about like toxic masculinity and all that stuff. But the song that I picked called Television um, is is awesome because it's it's about how media and all this stuff is is pushing you to, you know, think differently about yourself. Um, and then the, you know, the, the whole chorus of it is just, you know, that he basically doesn't feel that way and doesn't want to feel that way because he goes outside and fuck TV. So it's just a really cool, in my opinion, it was a cool kind of blending of my, I don't know, my opinions on stuff. So excellent. Yeah. Well, please, everybody who's listening, um, there will be links um, in the show notes and on social media. Please check out um, Vinny's company. Please check out his races. If you have any questions, you can reach out to the three of us. But it sounds like um, sounds like you have a lot of options and there are absolutely no excuses for um, for for anybody that's that's on yeah. the fence. There's there's a race out there. There's a race out there um, with Vinny. So go check it out. Thanks, Vinny. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. It was great to meet you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Love yourself And that's what they do